0: to this new endeavor. The plan here is to learn an umud a day from Masechtis Megillah. Some days we may do a few, a little more if it's a shorter umud, so that we can finish in time to make a CM together on Purim this year 2024. We're we'll going to learn Masef, Megillah. It's just a quick, brief overview of what we're going to do uh, and what we're not going to do, and then let's begin. And some expectations. Let's start with expectations. Number one is, this is me unfiltered, which sounds scary, but, uh, you know, it's not a regular curated podcast I'm reading. If I make a mistake, I'll go back and tell you I made a mistake, but I'm not, I can't edit it out. I'm not doing that. Um, I'm going to read. I'm going to translate. What I'm not going to do is get into the weeds of details. There are a lot of different fascinating t- suggis that come up here, halachos that come up here. If it's relevant and quick, I may mention it. Feel free to come to me anytime or text me for more details, and I'll be happy to uh, supply that. But I can't go in depth. So what we're really going to do is we're going to read the Mishnayas, read the Gemara, explain it, mainly working with the Peshat of Rashi. Um, if there is a significant locus that's well known, I may point it out, but, uh, we don't have time again to go in depth because we want to keep these relatively short so that we can keep up and do this every single day. Okay. Quick, quick, uh, background set. Megillah obviously is about Megillah, it's about, it's about, uh, Purim, but not the Homo Sechdo. The first, uh, it's broken into four parakim, four chapters. The first one deals with when to read the Megillah, which we'll see. It depends on where you are. Uh, Peric 2, and also there's a lot of Agadah, a lot of just the goes, to, delves into the stories of the Megillah. Uh, pe- chapter 2 is all about the laws of reading the Megillah. 3 is going to be a, a little bit more about Megillah, and then just moving into uh, regular general Torah reading, and 4 also has a lot of uh, general Torah reading, as well as how to treat and uh, holy items, such as the Torah, shameless, etc. Okay, so let us begin. B'Siyat D'Shemiah says our says the first word on the page, Megillah. So the minister makes a statement, and that's as follows. Although we know that Purim is on the 14th of Adar, and the 15th of Adar, if you live in a walled city from the times of Yeshua ben Nono, that's Machlagos Nigmar. but if you live in a walled city, let's say Yerushalayim, we're going to use Yerushalayim from now on, Yerushalayim will always be our walled city, so, although we know Yudalim and says the Mishnah, it's possible there is a scenario, which we will discuss, not right now, well, but we'll discuss soon, where you could potentially read the Megillah on the Yudalif, Yudbeis, Yudgimli, uh, on the ele- 11th, the 12th, and the 13th of Adar, or, or the 13th of Adar, as well as, as we know, the 14th and the 15th. Again, so it's possible there are t- situations where we're reading the Megillah earlier than the 14th, and that would be the... Uh, Thirteenth, the twelfth, and the eleventh. Lo paches However, we're never going to read it earlier than eleventh, and nor later than the fifteenth. That is, if you want to fulfill your obligation to Megillah, you cannot fulfill that obligation if you read on the sixteenth or on the tenth of Adar. Okay. let's... Just the standard halach is residents of a city that were surround the city that was surrounded by walls and days of Yeshua Ben Nun uh, read on the fifteenth of Adar. Just a quick note: there's a big debate why, A, why it's only in the, uh, why do we go back to the days of Yeshua and not the days of Shushan? Also, is this only in Israel or does this apply outside? If somehow we can figure out that, uh, I don't know, somewhere in Iowa, in Iowa there was a city that's been walled since time immemorial, since Yeshua would that, we would we apply the halakha to make it a walled city or not? So that's a big debate which we're not going to get into now. Again, we're just going to use Yerushalayim. So, a uh, Yerushalayim is going to be on the 15th. And residents of villages and large towns read the beginning on the 14th of Adar. Okay. Elisha except that the, the, the uh, residents of the villages may advance the day of reading to the day of assembly. So that was what were we saying? Here as follows. Standard is Halacha, based off the Suktim, we read on the 14th and the 15th. However, villages have possibility, we give them the option that they can in fact advance the day and read it earlier, namely on the uh, Yud Be'ez, Yud or Yud Gimel. Ketzad, What do you mean? How so? I wouldn't can be early? Mehechateisi, says Agamara. So, If the 14th of Adar falls out on Monday, So everyone's going to read on Monday. And the walled city of Yerushalayim is going to read on the Tuesday, which is the 15th. If the fourteenth falls on Tuesday or Wednesday, so in those situations, if Purim were to fall out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, so then the villages will bring back the uh, bring back the reading of Megillah prior to Purim to the Monday. So what's going on here? So the background is says Rashi as follows: If you lived in a small village, chances are you didn't have someone who knew how to read Megillah which means you had a journey to the larger cities to find to, to find a minion to read McGill. Now, it just ha- so happens to be that on Mondays and Thursdays, those were the days when the market was open. Those were the days when Besden would sit in the city, the, the city. Those were the main market days. So already built into the schedule all year round, if you lived in a small village and you were a farmer, you already had built into your schedule, every Monday, every Thursday you go and work in the farmer's market in the large city. you go to the large city to, to go to the farmer's market. So the Gemara is basically telling us that the sages do not want to require not, people to have to go into the larger cities in extra time during the week. They're ready to go on Mondays and Thursdays uh, to benefit the people of the city. We don't want to incur this extra expense and extra tircha on them. So we say, don't worry. Once you're going Monday and Thursday, either way, so wait until, well, go, go, just go on Monday and read that. So again, because the Half is we never read later than the 15th, so it's always we're always gonna advance the reading. So let's say again, now put it all together. If if Purim falls out on Tuesday, now Tuesday's is Dalid, the 14th, we say to the, the fellow from the village, just go Monday, the preceding Monday, the Monday before this Tuesday, which is the 13th, and read the McGill event. So what you end up happening now is this fasting situation. That the days leading up to, uh, or the day leading up to the uh, a, a Purim in the large cities, you had groups of uh, uh, villagers who were reading Megillah that day, and then the fourteenth, the villager, the, the city residents are going to celebrate their Purim, and on the sixteenth, you're going to have the um, excuse me, and then that's the fourteenth, and the fifteenth, you're going to have the the the, 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 um, the, the uh, walled cities celebrating their Purim. Okay, Cholios bechamishi. If the 14th falls on Thursday, so everyone's going to read that day, again, because because that's they're going to the, city, the large city either way. And the Rishalayim and the is going to read it on the 15th. If the 14th falls on the 15th, so the villagers advance to reading to the previous day, which is the 13th. And the residents of the large cities read on that day, which is Friday the 14th. What happens if Perm falls out on Shabbos, which calendarically cannot happen with our cycle? But in the it, when it did happen on Shabbos, so the village, the um everyone, everyone now is going to read the preceding day on the on Thursday, which is going to be the twelfth. And Yerushalayim is going to read it the next day. Let's say uh, at the fourteenth, i.e., Perm falls out on Sunday. The villagers advance their reading to the previous day, Thursday, which is the 11th. This is the earliest you can have it. And the large cities again read on Sunday. And the residents of the walled city read it on Monday, which is going to be the 15th. Just two notes before we go into the Gemara. Notice that when once Purim falls out on Shabbos, everyone brings it earlier to Thursday. Why is that? So effectively, the seemingly, the the, the idea is, and the Ron points this out, that what, we, we never read the Megillah on Shabbos. Why? So the, it's going to come up in the Gemara, it's Gzaira Darabah, meaning to say we are concerned that if someone may carry the Megillah in public, with a public domain when, when there's no Eruv, and we want to avoid that concern, so we say you can't uh, read the Megillah, for that matter, Sheik Lulav, Warblow, Shofran, Shabbos, all three of those are the Gzaira Darabah carrying in public domain. Well, once we're not going to allow you to lay in the Megillah on Purim, so instead of going one day earlier to the 13th, which is Friday, we just say go to the, 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 the uh, 12th, because the reading is an established day the 12th, of reading, namely because it's Thursday and all the villagers are reading that day. Therefore, we kind of keep everyone reading the same day. Lastly, lastly is, what about at night? So these people are going in during the day for them a farmer's market, but how are they reading the meal at night? So the ron offers two suggestions. He says either they're reading it be as in individuals are reading it, you don't have a minion, but Yachid can read it, or you have, they're not reading it at all. He says, what do you mean, how can you not read it at all? He says, well, the Gemara is going to ask in a minute, so it's a little foreshadowing. How is this allowed? I mean, the Gemara, the, the, the Sukkim so tell us, you read on the 14th and the 15th. Where did we suddenly come up with this idea? Oh, but if it's on, inconvenient, so then you read it on the 12th. Well, lots of things in Jude, Jew, Jewish life are inconvenient. We don't say, don't do it, or bend the rules. So why are we bending the rules here? So we're going to see the Gemara is going to say, built into the, uh, the, 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 the enactment, of Megillah. Again, Megillah is only the so built into the rabbinic enactment was this leniency for those who lived in villages. Says Duran, perhaps built into this leniency as well was you don't have to read at night, you only read during the day. Okay, so that is the Mishnah. Quick overview. The Mishnah says you can read the Megillah on there are times you can read on the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, and of course the 14th and the 15th. How is that? So very simply, the uh, because in small villages they didn't necessarily have a minion or people knew how to read, we say you, the day you're going into the uh, the day you're going into the big cities, either way is a Monday or a Thursday. Therefore, just go the preceding Monday or Thursday, which can be any time between the uh, 11th and the 13th, and read it then. Okay, and the 15th is always being read by on the by the uh, walled cities. So says are going to be our Gemara Zok the Gemara, as we say, Megillah Nikras Beit According to the Mishnah, the Megillah M- could read we uh, read on the uh, 11th. Minolan. From where do we know this? on. Nolan- what do you mean, where do we know this? We know this because the Gemara tells us that the sages were lenient on the, regarding the villages to allow them to advance the date so that they can read it on the day that they're all going either way on a Monday or a Thursday. So what do you mean, where do we know it from? We just say, we, we, the Mishnah explains it, but the, the Gemara tells us where we know it from. I don't understand. Why? And the Gemara also points out, Kadeshi yaspiku um, ya maya Now, in... The Gemara is actually going to give a different reason, and the Gemara here gives one reason later as a different reason, and it wants to also say that when the villagers would go to the large cities, they'd also have a chance then to purchase food to bring it home to the small villages. So we wanted to ensure that people had food for the perm feast, and therefore we said, we, we and therefore we said, if you were to go in, if you were to go in. A few days earlier before Purim, meaning if Purim is on the uh, fifth, uh, if, if, if you were to go in a few days earlier, meaning to say that if Purim falls out on Tuesday, but Monday you went into the large city, so now you have time to carry the Megillus, now you have time to buy food for Purim. Again, we're going to modify this a little bit, it's not the best answer. But point is, says the Gemara, well, how do we know you're allowed to do this? And the Gemara says, how do I know? Because the Gemara says so. Just a few lines later, what do you mean, how do I know? It's, it's a Gemara. So the Gemara says, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. When the Gemara says to me null on, it's not how do I know, but the Gemara is saying, where do the sages derive the ability to go against the text of the Megillah? This is what I mean to say. This is what I meant to say. All of these days, all of these days. Maybe where did they derive it from? Here is the answer: Is all these days were established by the by the uh Knesset which was the Great Assembly, one of the greatest, in fact. You know the assumption here might be there was no greater Besdin than the Anshe Knesset Agadola. So the Isaac had died, and, and therefore what? So what's the point? Meaning to say, as follows: Who wrote the Megillah? The Megillah was not written by God. It was written by Mordechai and Esther, approved by the um approved by the Anshe Knesset Zagodola. And so much so that the last book in Tanakh that if you go to Qumran, they don't have the Megillas Esther because that they already escaped to the caves prior to Esther. That's that's an assumption I'm making. Okay, but the point is. That the same way the sages enacted, you read the G- Gila either on Yudalat or Tesvav, the 14th or 15th, they built into that Takana that the villagers have this leniency that, that they can advance the day. And how do I know that? Very simply. Kula, all this, all these days built into the original establishment was Yudala, if you want to tell me. They own, the, the Great Assembly, they only established the 14th and 15th and nothing more. <speaking in Hebrew> can it be a later generation came along and up, uh, uprooted it and undid and amended what the Great Assembly did? Now, you may be thinking, well, maybe they did, right? These are rabbis and those are rabbis, so rabbis can do that. Yes, but there is a limit to what a later court can do. And the limit is, vatnan, the Mishnah Idiot tells us. The operative principle is that although a later bezdin can come along and undo or amend what a previous bezdin established, they can only do so if they are a bezdin that is greater or larger than the first bezdin. And it says the the rishonim here that this may have happened at one point, but there was no greater bezdin than the Nes Sagdola, and therefore. If you tell me that the Anshe Nesidolah was the one who established Megillah on Yudal and Tezvav, there's no way a later Bezdin could have come along and added in and Yudal and Yudbez Megimel must be equals. That when they est- when Anshe established Yudal and Tezvav, they established all everything from Yudal through Tezvav. Okay, now the Gemara is going to say Hey Cheremiza. So again, this is important to recognize that when we when we derive uh, mitzvos and halachos from psukim in the Torah. As in the five books of Moses, that is doreisa. Everything after the Torah, the vim and ksuvim, that's called divrei kabbalah. And what we learn from there is not going to be Dorisa, um, because we learned it out of those sotkan. Meaning that those are it, it would be rabbinic. Um, it'd be rabbinic. Let's leave it at that. When it comes to Megillah, we're going to see uh, we're going to we're going to derive a lot of halachas from Megillah, almost as if it's an actual chumish chumish Torah, but it doesn't rise to the same level. So the Gemara used the language of heichler miza. Where do we see that the script of the uh, Megillah alludes to this idea that when they established Megillah, they didn't just establish it for the explicit days mentioned in the Megillah of Yudalid and Tzavah of fourteen fifteen, but in fact they established it for all these yeah, these whole host of days of Yudalid through Tzavah. Where is it in the pasuk? So we're going to have two different ways of learning it out. Amorav um, Shemin Baraba, Amorav Yochdan, Shemin The Shem, name Shem, Shem, of Yochdan says Amakra. The pasuk says. This is in the Megillah in uh pa- the end and end in Parak uh test Pas Pasiglam and Aleph. That we, to establish these days of Perm in their times. Okay. The, now the um the uh it could just say to establish the days of, the days of Perm in its time. Was it? their times was the plural Bismanahem? Smanah Baitulham must be there were many days where they designated one to be able to read the Megillah. One minute, says the Gemara. We need this term to tell us just the fact that he established it in time. Established it in time. You can't leave out the word Bismanayam. So the Gemara says, yeah, yeah. yeah. in so, le- le- Leave it singular. That we say as follows, say is, uh, as as you may to establish a day of purim in its time. What's bismanahem again? Why plural? Tuva, many times, multiple days. So the Gemara says, well, we're all thinking, I hope, even before I learned this first mission in Megillah, there already were a mul- multiple days or two days you could read Megillah, right? It was already a, a plural. You could either read on Yudala or Tesfav, depending where it is. So how do we know when the Puzzle says, Bismanayem, it wasn't referring to, in its time, i.e., in its time of Yudale for the world and Tesvah for the cities surrounded by walls in the days of Yishuv and Nun, i.e. Yerushalayim. Why are you tell me something? It must be many, many, many days. No, it just means Yodalad Tesvav, as in Purim and Shushan Purim. I don't understand. How do you derive this? Maybe the reason that it's plural is to tell us that there is yudalid, there is Purim, and Shushan Purim. In Cain's, as in the Gemara, You could say in their time. My why their times? Right. That implies meaning that's even more um, a, a large a larger amount. Learn from here all of the days. So quick review. We said the How do we know we can read many days? Gamara says that was clearly part of the original Takana. Do we have a proof for it from the Pasik? So we say, yeah, the Pasik says Bismanahem e plural. We said Bismanahem, e though that can mean uh Udalatus Vaburum Shapurum. You had to know that then you'd say is man nom, what's manahem? E that implies more than just two days, Adkan. So that having established that, having established that, now the Gamar is gonna say, Well, once you say e multiple days, maybe it's open ended. Maybe you can do it uh, on the ninth of, of 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 Adar or the 16th of Adar. Why are we limiting as we said the Mishnah says uh the Mishnah ends off uh, uh says uh exact language here it says um lo lo, lo yoseh, not less not more. So the gloss is very simple. Em is minor two. us. maybe it can be a large amount of days, not just the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th. So The uh, it says their times are similar to their times. Meaning to say means the basic amount Ma'zmanem trey, just as their times, we said, zmanam is two days, asmanem trey, So to zmanem is only two as well, meaning it's two additional from the two. And okay, this is a little technical, but that's we'll, we'll say that. Then maybe you could say that the two extra days are uh, 12th and 13th, had an 11th included. Okay, so actually, well, let's, let's explain this a little more. Again, so we had ahem implies multiple days, Zmanam implies just yudalat tesvav, those two days. So we wanted to say the Gemara says as follows: the same way Smanam is only two days, as in Yudalid Tesvav Purim, Shushan Purim, the extra word is Manehem. Their times can only be two additional days from Yudal Tesvav, and those are the eleventh uh, and twelfth. So the Gemara says, "Well, a minute, what about the thirteenth? We can clearly read on the thirteenth. Why? How do you know the thirteenth? They might trace it to Lasar. So maybe you could say the two extra days are really twelfth and thirteenth, and you're not allowed to read it on the 11th. No, the 13th day of Adar was a time when all the Jews gathered together to wage war. So clearly then you can read it on that day because that was part of the Purim story. Now, so to hear the 13th day is a day when everyone assembles. So we don't need a proof to, to tell us that you can read it then. Thus, we know you can read it now on the 11th to 12th. From Shavuot, so tells you, you can read it on the fourteenth, and the fifteenth, and obviously you can read it on the thirteenth because that was the day everyone gathered together. It was the time we all gathered together? Just very quickly, not no time to go into this. But a remainder Tom says from here we learn the idea of Tanna Esther. Esther is actually not found in the Gemara. That you were fasting Tanna Esther, but um, he says the fact that it's a day we everyone assembled, they they fasted. As Ryan points out anytime we go to war before Moshe fought a Amalek in this past week's parsha, they they fasted. You're constantly fasting in order to invoke divine mercy. The Jews did that as well. Data day together this is just part of the Purim story, equals that people have time to think that it's Titus Esther Purim, that there's actually a much closer connection between the fasting and Purim, that they, they they really, they're joined together, linked together in a very powerful way. So much so that in the configuration of this year, where um, where Shabbos falls out prior to Purim, and therefore we don't, we don't, we can't, we bring Titus Esther to Thursday. The reason we do that, by the way, not to Friday is because... We of the Shabbos. You spend all day in shul Davin and You're but okay. Point is, we're not fasting prior to Purim. There seems to be a hava in some of the Rishonim that you shouldn't say Al-Anisim at Marath. Why not? So the uh, Rev. Michael Rosenzweig has a, a beautiful mahalach, and he basically argues that Tinas Esther allows us to say Al-Anisim, The fact we go through the uh, whole, st- whole, the whole part, of the play out the role play, the story, and we're fasting. That's part of the festivities of Purim. Is also the davening of Tinas Esther. That was a very succinct way, and I left a lot of details. But okay, that's there. Okay, Gamar says okay. So now we've established how we know you can read on the eleventh, the twelfth, then Zman A.M. thirteenth. That's the day everyone was fasting. Everyone was involved in the Purim story, and then Zman on the fourteenth and fifteenth. Gamar says, but well, maybe you can read the sixteenth and seventeenth. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Shisharve shivsar. So the Yavrek said the pasuk says you shall not pass. The pasuk is in um It says Vlo Yavrelo. was Shnei now, not past, observe these days, as in you can't go beyond the 14th and the 15th. Okay, this is going a little longer than I thought. Hopefully, we'll keep it a little more concise in the future, but also I had a little bit of a longer introduction. Good. So, that is approach number one. Approach number one is we learn out from Zmanim Zmanihem, you can have extra days. There's a different rule, a different a way to learn it, where you we have Shmuel Bar Nachmini. Shmuel Bar says, Omar Krah Kiyom Yehudim. The Sukkim tell us, the of Le'em mm-hmm. Li'yoz, Yom um, Arba asli Lichodesh Adav, Osemes Yom HaMisha Asa Khoshana Chol Shana Yom Be'hem Me'ovehem. We charge them that they should observe the 14th day, this is when talking about the establishment of Purim, and the 15th day of the same each and every year, like the days when the Jews rested from their enemies, right? the Purim story they fought, and then they rested from their enemies, and that's what we see from Yomim just in the, the addition of, the days are like the days, meaning to say the Rabbis Yudal would base. That is to include two extra days, again from Yamim, yomim, the plural days, the 11th and 12th. So of says, "Ema and twasar." How do you know it's not the 13th, 12th, and 13th? Why do you assume it's the 11th and 12th? Just as again, "Mershul b'Yitzlech, man monkey Likohu, The 13th, you monkey Likohu, is the day that everyone either way is uh, assembling, and therefore, below Torah we don't need a scriptural, uh, a scriptural proof to say that's included in a day you can read Megillah. So maybe you could say the 2 extra ex-days of the 16th and 17th. says, No, you should not pass. And therefore we see, so another proof, another way of learning it is not from Zmanim uh, Zmanihem, but rather from Yomim kaYamim, Meaning to say that there are days like the days of the 14th and 15th, but not identical to them. And what makes them identical, what makes them similar is we read the Megillah on them, even though it's not actually uh, Purim. Same ah trace Maybe you should say that instead of saying that this is Yud alf and Yud base it's Yud uh, Yud base and Yud Gimel. Why do you assume that there's, if there's two extra days, we're going to immediately go to the twelfth, the eleventh uh, and twelfth? Maybe it's the twelfth and thirteenth. I'm Ravish Shmuel by the like Same idea. Zman kills call. It's kill call. a call. Yud Gimel Zman kills a call. type day where everyone was assembled to wage war, and therefore below Torah Chliravoy, we wouldn't, you don't need a proof from the post to tell us that it's obvious. It is obvious. And maybe it's on the sixteenth uh, and seventeenth. Below Ya'ber Siv. the pasuk tells us we will never go beyond the fifteenth for reading the Megillah. Okay, so what we have here is now we have two different opinions. We have an opinion that says of Zman Zman and to teach us that you can read on days other than the fourteenth and fifteenth. And the other approach is no, it's coming from Yom, um, from Yom, 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 Kiyomim days that are like these days, as in like the 14th and 15th, where you can read, and those days would be the 11th and 12th and 13th is obvious. The Gemara now asks, Rabbi Shmuel bar my time why did a Shmuel bar Nachmini, who learns from keyamim, not learn from Zmanim, meaning to say that we're trying to look for a proof from the Pasuk, why, we, we have two different approaches, why do each side hold their respective positions and not embrace and endorse each other? So he says very simply, I don't think the fact that it says time, their times, their times, I just don't think that's an acceptable way to learn, uh, to learn that this must mean you can you could you have other days when you can read. And now the reverse, Rabbi Shem Baraba, my time lamar kiyamim, why Baraba embrace Zmanem and not say So he says something very interesting. When you read through the Megillah, and I'm gonna ask you all to pay attention if you remember this. Megillah. When you read the Megillah, you'll notice there's the story of Purim, the, the halachas of Purim are seemingly told twice. They're told in the context of the very first year, and they're told again for future generations. Well, it says, Ravashem Baramba, we know you're supposed to read the Megillah on the 14th and 15th. That was only that year. How do you know in future years? Kayamib. Meaning, you're saying, like the, those days, like the days of the 14th and 15th of year one, so too for perpetuity. Forever, we should be reading the McGill on the fourteenth and the fifteenth. Okay, next, the Gemara now is going to try to identify. Now, by the way, this is McGill is an amazing mesecta, and I apologize that, especially for those who are really learning Gemara for the first time, this is a very technical first amud. It's not all going to be this way, but it's a very technical, trying to really trying to figure out the technicalities uh, and the and some of the more the, the weeds of how to learn v- various. Uh, Halachas out of out of psukim, and now what we're going to do, and something Gemara often does as part of Torah Shabbat. This is the oral tradition; it's passed down. It's important to know who said what, and, where, and how do we know things are said? So, the mar is now going to try to identify who's the author of our Mishnah, who authored our Mishnah. So, Rabbi Baruchana, am says, "In the name of Rabbi Yochanan." Very important. Remember, Rabbi Yochanan. This is Rabbi Yochanan's approach. This Mishnah, Zudiv, Rabbi Kiva stimita. Rabbi Kiva. Is the author of this Mishnah famous Akiva is the author of this Mishnah. How do I know this? He says as follows: Because I know Akiva is Zman Zmanam Zmanihem. Rabbi Akiva learns from Zman Zmanam Zmanahem that one is allowed to read uh, not just the fourteenth and fifteenth, but also the eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth. Momrim. But this uh, seems some some sort of, sort of brisa that we're quoting here. They quote Akiva who learns you can you can read the twelve, the eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth as well as the 14th and 15th, and then it says, but there's this, the Chacham and Messages, they disagree with Rabbi Akiva, and they say, Ein kor no when we only read the Megillah in its proper time, that is, the days specified in the verse, Yudalad and Tezvav, Purim and Shushan Purim. So we have here is a, another Machlok, not in this Mishnah, but elsewhere, where Rabbi Akiva essentially mirrors and parrots our Mishnah, you can read Yudalad, Yudalad, Tesvav, and Chacham say, no, you can only read on Yudalad and Tesvav. Mesve. So the Gemara raises a following challenge. We say, Rab- Rabbi Yochanan, you who want to claim the author of our Mishnah, Rabbi that can't be. Because look at the following. This is from Avraisa. Om Rabbi Yehuda. Says Rabbi Yehuda. And this is going to answer, by the way, a question perhaps that we may be thinking. The question is, how come nowadays we never heard of reading on the 11th, 12th, or 13th? Om Rabbi Yehuda. A Masai. When is this entire Mishnah? When is it operable? When do we allow one to read on the 11th, the 12th, the 13th? Only when the years, the months of the year are being fixed by Bezdin. as in the way it's supposed to be. That 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 every month, witnesses would come and say, "We know it's a it's a full month. We know it's a, a not full month that we saw the moon." Bezdin is then Kovei Rosh Chodesh. It's on Bezdin to decide when Rosh Chodesh is. Hence, or thus. They are deciding when the uh, when the various holidays are going to fall out because Bezdin's deciding when the Rosh Chodesh is. So in the world where Bezdin has the power and the authority and are the ones who are monthly fixing the calendar, so then we have the leniency to allow the villagers to read on Yud Aleph, Yud and Yud Gimel. <inaudible> Important, this is when the Jewish people are living in their land. Okay, it comes together. Al-Izman <inaudible> hazeh in our current days, nowadays after the destruction of the temple, after Israel has been exiled, or, or really after Bezdin ceased to be the uh, deciding when, Bez, when Rosh Chodesh is, which actually happened perhaps during the temple period, or maybe it happened afterwards, cannot get can into that now. Holomistaklinba in Karnasa El Abizman. She says very interestingly once the calendar became fixed, where we no longer relied on bezdin to decide each month when Rosh Chodesh is. So with a fixed calendar, what what do people do? They say, okay, when is Purim? Let's start the count now. 30 days later, they know it's Pesach. Therefore, we don't want people to get confused, because if you confuse when Pesach is, you can end up eating chametz on Pesach, which is an iser, a lav, a terrible, terrible thing. So in order to avoid all confusion, we say, once bezdin. Is is no longer fixed in the calendar. Rather, we have a fixed calendar where every year the uh, months are all set aside when Rosh Chodesh is. Thus, the second it's Purim, we can only it's the second we, we, from Purim is when we know when Pesach is. So we can only read on the fourteenth because otherwise people get confused. Because if you read on the thirteenth, people will mistake you when Pesach is and will end up eating uh, chametz when it's still Pesach afterwards. Okay, so that is the uh, this is the challenge again. Rabbi Yochanan said, our mishnah is Rabbi Akiva, or the sages disagree, comes on the b'rists, and Rehuda says, no. This, that we can allow for our mishnah, for uh, Yudal v. Gimel is when there is no fixed calendar, when Bez is the one deciding, determining of things, but when the, once the calendar is fixed, so then, so then you can only, um, so then you can only read on the 14th and 15th. Rehuda, so who is Rehuda following? Whose opinions is Rehuda that says that it depends on when the, uh, if the calendar is fixed or not? Rabbi Akiva, if you say he's following Rabbi Akiva, I feel Rabbi Akiva never gave this caveat that allowed, that said we only allow for Yalopi basic Gimel eh, when there's a basin Migdash. He seemed to apply it's always, and it was the sages who disagree. Okay, so then it can't be Rabbi Akiva. Next, El Olav, Alibi Derabunan, so the only option left is it must be the rabbis. the Rabanan, who are the author, one minute, hold up. was Masha'el Kedika, Yisrael out and Moshe Mehe Karin. However, it can't be because the the rabbis, their never gave never said and allowed for basic Gimel. They had a blanket rule we never allow for basic gimbal. And Rabbi Huda has his hybrid rule where he says, no, we allow for basic gimbal when the Jewish people are living in the land and the Bezdin is cobaye the Chodesh. So it, who's doing the author's Mishnah? Uh, rather, it must be t- Rabbi Yochanan, to Yufta. So we've we, we've we refuted Rabbi Yochanan who want to say the author of the Mishnah was Rabbi Akiva. Okay, we're going to stop here. Tomorrow we're going to pick up over here and do Ahmed do, do um, Bays, And my hope is, can't make it a promise, is to go a little faster and I will leave out some of the extra stuff and try to keep this down to 25 minutes or less. I wish I wish you all a wonderful day.